0: Welcome to another episode of Café en la Mañana. My name is Valeria, your host for this podcast. For this episode, I interview Gretchen Gomez. You might know her as a blogger or a poet. As a blogger, she is known as Chic Nerds Reads. Her collection of poetry, Love and You, came out on April 4th, 2017. Throughout the interview, you'll notice that she is a woman who is proud of who she is and of her culture. The first question that I have for you is if you had to tell someone like your life story, like a complete stranger, they don't know you at all, um, what would you tell them?
1: Um, that's so hard because I'm like I'm very personal with myself. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't really tell them much of anything because mm-hmm. they have build trust with a person so mm-hmm. I like completely kind of open up and not even because there are people that have been in my life for many many years and they still don't know a lot of things that have ha- ever happened to me um, so I probably wouldn't really tell them much of anything depending maybe like if that person wants to tell me that they went through something that I can resonate with then maybe I would share but i'm i'm just so like personal with my stuff mhm and i always have like a barrier
0: okay okay that's always a favorite question of mine to start off with cuz like i've had like different responses to that same question yeah. so it's just like it's interesting to hear what people have to say okay. um so you you said your family did, were you born in Puerto Rico or is you, were you born here and then your family is from Puerto Rico?
1: Yeah. So um I was born and raised here in the Bronx. I still reside in the Bronx. Um, my family, um, they're all from Puerto Rico. So I'm first generation here. Mm. So what happened was, um, my mom and my dad, they met in their town in Isabela, Puerto Rico. And, um, once mom found out that she was pregnant of me, she was like, I'm not raising my child here. Like, she told my dad, uh, we are moving to the United States because my child is going to have a better life over there um so that's what happened they got married once uh she found out that well once they found out that uh they were pregnant of me and here we are today Mm, okay yeah
0: and then my next question is like what is something that really that you love about your culture of being Puerto Puerto Rican like what do you like about your culture
1: I love I just love being Puerto Rican um I love how sweet my people are like people have like a misconception that like Puerto Ricans or like Puerto Rican women in general that like we're mean and we're tough and we don't take crap from anybody and it's like no I feel like our people are just like the sweetest people ever um we're very welcoming um I love that I'm dual-languaged as well. Um, I love that I can relate to both my people and also being here in New York as well. So, um, I love my culture. I love our food. Our food is so good. And um, I just, I love the kindness, like, and how we're always giving. I feel like Puerto Ricans are very giving, um, very... um, how can I say this, uh, in English, because this is where my language barrier is up, um, we're very, like, serviced people, so, like, if you come over to our house, we're gonna treat you like if you've been with us forever.
0: hmm Yeah. I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I got your poetry book, The Love in You, um, and, Thank I you. really, I really loved it. Um, I Thank thought you. it was very well written, and there were poems that in there that like I, I was just like, oh my god, there's finally <laughs> words for this. Like what? Um, so I like I really, I really enjoyed it. I like devoured Thank that in a few hours. So I like, oh, I thanks. loved that it. Means a lot to me. I loved it, and like I really did. Um, and then so what I wanted to ask you with that is. I know you mentioned in there, um, it's very, it's very personal, um, information, um, is it just based on one romantic relationship, the whole book, or is it based on various and then, or how
1: is that? No, well, that book, uh, is just based on one relationship, um, and yeah, that's it. It was just based on me and this guy that I'm talking about, and that is it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I talk about a few things about my past, in the book but that was because like while I was with him like it triggered a lot of things that have happened to me in my past which I mention in the book but yeah the book is just solely about this one guy that I was with
0: mm, okay and then my next question is was there a turning point in your life or something that told you that, um, told you to write for Loving You or, like, something, like, maybe other versions of Loving You and then that maybe told you to publish it later on or?
1: So, Loving You pretty much was born out of nowhere, um, So, I've had my blog for, in May, I make a year uh, with blogging. And I have been posting um, some of my poetry on my blog. So, I have started, like, a mini poetry series called People I Once Knew. So, technically, People I Once Knew is, like, my first book baby. Um, But then, some stuff had happened um, throughout you know, from like May till now, um, well, not May till now, should I say May till late November, early no uh, December, that had made me start writing Loving You. Um, I never had any type of intentions. Like this book was literally born out of nowhere. Like one day I was literally sitting at my desk and I took a notebook Um, And I just started writing, like, I was just writing and writing and writing and writing. till I had come to ask myself, hey, do you want, maybe you should publish this. Like, maybe you can have this as your first book. And um, it's a question that I had contemplated whether Loving You or People I Once Knew should be my first book. But something was just telling me, no, make it, like, make Loving You, like, your first book. And here I am. Loving You is my first book.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, congrats on publishing something that's, like, so raw and just so personal. Because I honestly, I felt that when reading it. I was just, like, if I had gone through something similar or something like that, like, I... I maybe would not have wanted to publish it onto the world yeah. and for it to be read by other people. Like, I I just wouldn't. But so like I applaud yeah. you for you know putting yourself out there like that because I Thank honestly you. I felt the rawness in your poetry. I was just like, this is so good. This is so, so good. You. Yeah, I was
1: um I was pretty scared at first while I was like, I'm very critical about myself. I feel like there's like, no one can critique me as hard as I critique myself. Like, I am my own worst critic. And I was going through the motions of, should I really do this? Should I really publish this? And then I was, one day I'd ask myself, like, should I really do this? And another day I'd be like, no, I need to do this. And then I came to ask myself, like, well, not ask myself, but I had to tell myself, you don't know who you can reach, like, with this. Because I know for a fact that a lot of people aren't going to resonate with my book because a lot of people have been lucky enough to never have a toxic relationship like this one. And, um, but it's like, you know what? If I can help women out there who are going through the same thing, then why not? So, uh, yeah, um, I I just had to like I felt like I just needed to do it.
0: <laughs> so, do you plan on publishing like a second volume of poetry later on, or mm, mm, so publishing I have,
1: more? I'm sorry.
0: Or it's like oh, publishing more.
1: Um, well, I do plan on publishing more. Um, pretty much. So. People I Once Knew, definitely I'm going to publish it um, because it's pretty much almost done. Um, And then I have a third book that I already started writing some poems about. So pretty much, like, there's a poem in Loving You where it pretty much lists, like, a lot of things that I've been through in my life. So, like, my second and third book is pretty much going to be about that.
0: Mm, Okay. Yeah. And then, so you, was Loving You, that was self-published, or did you go through, like, a publisher?
1: Yes, so, um, uh, Loving You is self-published. I used, um, CreateSpace. It's an independent publishing platform. I would definitely suggest it to anyone that wants to do the self-publishing route. I love CreateSpace, and I think... It's so easy to maneuver and like the forums are amazing. Like they have a co- community forums where mm-hmm. you ask questions and stuff or you could just search through them pretty much like any question that you that you will ever have like through this process like they have it there answered somewhere.
0: Okay. And then so what was the process like to having that like self-published and then what was your favorite part or most favorite part and then what was your least favorite part
1: um oh okay that's a really good question so my most favorite part i would have to say is how easy it was because i really thought that this was gonna be like super hard i thought that like i was never going to be able to get this done um but then once I learned the steps and everything, I was like, "No, I could do this. Like, this is really like this is good." My least favorite part was um, converting my book to the ebook version. That was a pain. Like, it was such a huge pain because the formatting is so different. But then I had to format it into a way where it looked it kind of exactly how my physical book looks. So, I that was the hard that was my my least favorite part, just converting my physical copy to the ebook copy. Um cuz I had to like transfer like everything from one document to another and pretty much start over with the formatting. Oh my god, you can ask like my friend Lily, like, I would text her and I'd be like, I need help. <laughs> like, someone come help me. Like, I would lose sleep because of this. But other than that, it was a smooth process.
0: Okay. But, I mean, yeah. you lo- you lost sleep, but at least your baby's out there. You're, you're, yeah, like, I know. Yeah, I'm there. like, I'm good, okay. Like, it's <laughs> out there, all
1: right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, was writing something that you did as you were growing up? Or was it, like, until a different point in your life that you really started to write?
1: So, writing, pretty much the arts in general, has been something that, like, I was born with. So, um, my mom and my dad, they told me that before I could even speak a sentence, um, I always knew how to sing. So, then, like singing and songwriting was always like my thing but then once I hit I want to say like 10 11 years old I started writing poetry what happened was that there were a lot of people well not a lot of people but like people that were important enough that I looked up to um that I would show my poetry to and they would shut me down So then I had stopped writing poetry for many, many years. Or, like, I would write, but it would be, like, in journals, and I would not show it to anybody. It was very personal to me. Um, So pretty much, I mean, quote-unquote, like, the other day, that I just started showing, you know, my work out there, and I had broken the ties with silence, and I was like, no, like, I am... I'm, I'm like, suffocating myself because I'm not doing what I love. And, like, I'm suffering because I'm not showing my passions. And I know this is my passion. Writing is one of... Writing is my passion. Um, But, yeah. So, I've been writing since I was, like, really young. Like, I, I... I can't even, like, say a specific age. Because, like, growing up, if you were to look at my notebooks, like, for school, like, my composition notebooks and everything, like... On the hard flaps, inside, like, random pieces of paper, I would always write, like, just random thoughts or anything.
0: Okay. And then... So, I know, like, I also went... You also mentioned your blog, blog, and then Mm -hmm. I I went through your blog the other day, and what made you you you. finally, uh, like, decide to publish, you know, poetry there? Like, what told you, like i'm going to put this out there and people can comment on it
1: yes so um a lot of people don't know this but i had a booktube channel so i had started a booktube in 2015 um and so booktube i just felt like wasn't the platform for me um I felt like I couldn't be 100% myself there. Uh, That ties in with just like a lot of things that were going on in BookTube at the time. Um, I felt like as... Also, as you know, being Latina kind of hindered my experience as well with BookTube. And being dyslexic as well, because a lot of people don't know this, but I am dyslexic. So sometimes I feel like I couldn't form the correct words or the sentences and things that were in my mind through my uh, videos. Um, And I also kind of wanted to share some of my writing pieces as well. But I know, like, BookTube wasn't the platform for it. So, I pretty much transitioned um, from booktube to blogging, and that's when I started to post some of my writing pieces, and pretty much what uh, helped me keep on going was the the comments, like, the positive feedback that I was getting from everybody, like, the co- I've not... To this day, I've been posting my stuff for almost a year. May twentieth makes a year, and to this day, I have not gotten that one bad, bad comment about my writing. And it's like that's amazing for me. Um, and I know that's gonna be different for my book, but. I feel so free like now that I get to like just post my stuff on my blog um, and I'm happy that I just took that step of just posting my stuff there. So yeah that's what that's what pretty much drove me like just wanting to find a platform to do it and on top of that I get to do it because my blog is like a book blog but it's also a writing blog so yeah.
0: Okay, and then you said something there with uh, being Latina in booktube. What do you mean by that? Like, if you can explain that a little bit more.
1: Um, I feel like people... Excuse me. Like, people of color, sometimes we just get seen into the background. Like, if people look at the thumbnail and they see that you don't fit that white spectrum then they completely ignore you. And I've seen that, like, there are a few people of color, uh, booktubers, that, because I'm not really into booktube like that anymore. Like, I barely watch anymore. Um, but the few people of color that I've seen that I'm like, dude, like, why why don't you have, like, the subs that you should have? Like, and, because their content is amazing, and it baffles me that like it's because of their color of their skin, and it's it's really sad.
0: Okay. And then, so that you kind of touched on that um, being Latina, and then uh-huh. so how was how has you being Latina shaped the way that you see the things around you?
1: Um. Being Latina, like, even though I'm from, you know, I live in the Bronx, so everyone, like, pretty much here in the Bronx, it's either you're black or you're Latinx. Um, either way, like, I've experienced my fair share of racism as well, um, Let me see how I can say this. Um, Even though, like, I'm a light-skinned Latina, like, when people hear my accent, they kind of just know, like, oh, no, she's not, she's not, like, white. She's not American. Um, So it's pretty much, like... This is, you know, being from New York, being Latina is definitely a big eye-opener to the racism that there is around the world and in different communities. Um. So, yeah, it's like, I'm happy that, like, I'm not blind to the things that are happening here in the world. As to, like, some people where sometimes I'll see a comment here or there. And I'm just like, are you serious right now? Like, this is there's racism out here like this is real like we not a lot of us have the same equal opportunities as as you folk out here but yeah it's pretty much like I feel like we have to fight harder so and that sucks but I mean we just have to do it
0: yeah that's very very true Um, (laughs) yeah yeah So, do you see yourself represented in the media, like, books, movies, TV shows, you know, you're Latina, and you also said you're dyslexic, um, do you see those aspects of yourself being put out there?
1: Um, I feel like I do now, because, uh, the book community, we're, like, such advocates, and I don't even want to say the whole book community, at least, like, majority of them, though, or at least the people that I follow, should I say, we're, like, advocates on having more diversity in books um and I feel like you we also have to search for books out there that represent us because if we just go by what these publishing companies put out there we most likely will never find ourselves because that's the reality of the situation and I'm very happy well not should I say happy but I'm like, the fact that we're fighting, like, no, we need to put books out there that have representations of all kinds. Um, it's like, finally, like, you know, everyone's um, voicing this out there. Um, growing up, it was very hard for me to resonate with characters. Um t- or circumstances, uh, that were, like, mine, because books I read just were cishet white people, and so I, like, I pretty much, as a teenager, like, I never really resonated with, like, characters, per se, or their circumstances, um, and that sucked, but, like, You know, now that I'm 27 years old, um, I'm kind of, like, not really worried about me. I'm worried about our teenagers that need this representation. And they deserve to not feel the way that I felt when I was a teenager and I didn't see myself. Because not only am I dyslexic and I'm Latina, I'm also demisexual, and, like... People deserve to be, to see themselves, like, in, you know, not just in their color, their skin, but also their sexuality and um, what they ID themselves as. And, you know, if they have um, a disability, not everyone is able-bodied. And I think we, we definitely need to see ourselves.
0: Completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> Um. so I'm I also I'm also Latina my parents are Mexican and I was also raised here in the US Um. and I know and it's different with every family but I know that with a lot of like Mexican families like the parents usually like kind of like tell their children like here this is what you're supposed to do here this is what you're you know doing is that something that you faced in your family too like they're goals and maybe their dreams to put kind of over you like on your shoulders?
1: So I'm a pastor's daughter <laughs> so that yeah definitely like at least in the religious aspect um, my parents they were very supportive of like what I wanted to do as long as like how can I say this <sighs> Let me... Hold on, I'm sorry. Let me just rethink all of this. Um, Okay, so my parents are very supportive. Like, so I went to music high school. I thought that I wanted to be a singer at one point in my life. And they were very supportive of that, as long as it was me being a Christian singer. (laughs) So, um, you know, like, me and my parents, we, like, all grew up. Because, like, I don't go to church, uh, my par- my obviously my parents are pastors um, but we have like an amazing relationship. however like yeah a lot of uh, like this is what you're gonna do you need to be a wife you need to have your kids when you grow up this is what's gonna happen um, but my mom she and I mentioned this in my book as well she showed me how to be an independent woman. And, like, I feel like that's what kind of differs from at least my... How can I say this? At least, like, my family compared to, like, other Latinx families, where it's, like... My mom always taught me, like, you're never going to be an other... You're never going to be othered. Like, you need to be independent, and you need to make your own... Um, Like, with or without a man, like, you need to be your number one first all the time. But it was also, like, you know, like, it's just, like, the families in general, like, they want to just put you in a box, especially as, like, a um, Latina, where it's like, no, you need to do this, you need to do that. And it's like, no, I don't want to do any of that. (laughs) Like, I feel like I just don't fit the standard at all.
0: Is there anything else that you would like to add?
1: Um, no. I mean, if you have any other extra questions, it's fine, but no, I'm okay.
0: <laughs> no, I mean you answered all of my questions and then you get you thank you for this. This podcast is currently being edited and recorded by me. Valeria. The royalty-free music played at the beginning and end was created by Lee Rosevere and is titled I'm Going for a Coffee. There's also a Patreon for this podcast if you search for Valeria Flores on patreon.com. That is there if you'd like to donate so that I can pay for the unlimited upload onto SoundCloud. The podcast will remain free to you though, so there is no need to worry. Thanks for listening.